We start hour number two on Power Keg Game Day, getting closer to kickoff. 7 o'clock from Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium to start Big 12 play for the Cats. K-State at number six, Oklahoma. The game televised also on Fox. Powercat Game Day, I'm Mitch Fortner with Cole Manbeck and Derek Young, both from the Three Mile Podcast. Cole Manbeck, former beat writer for the Manhattan Mercury, and D.Y. with K-State Online. We start Hour 2 of Powercat Game Day with our top three storylines brought to you by Manhattan Regional Airport. Connect to anywhere in the world with five flights daily to Dallas or Chicago. Book your flight today at flymhk.com. Well, the storylines this week, the headlines have been dominated by Adrian Martinez and his lack of throwing the football down the field. But a couple of quotes as well that we took from Tuesday's press conference, Derek Young. Adrian Martinez, who for his 41 completions so far this year, 35 have been for 10 yards or less. I mean, that is a glaring statistic that shows, yes, just how short the passes have been so far this season. But Coach Kleiman said what we've all been thinking, quote, cut it loose and let it rip. Yeah, he's got to air it out. He's got to push the ball downfield. There's no secret about it. I thought I thought it was almost a little bit reassuring to hear the coaches say that this week. I know some people may think, man, he's kind of they're kind of calling out Adrian Martinez. I uh, call it what you want. I think it needed to be said. So it was almost uh, you know, like a good thing, comforting to hear those words come out of the mouth of Chris Kleiman and Colin Klein so it knows that they're not just being conservative 24 hours around the clock. And I guess a 1B on that headline is really just, you know, the offensive line has to do its part, the wide receivers, the tight ends, the fullbacks have to do their part with the blocking. You know, just the offense as a whole needs to kind of hit the reset button and refocus and get ready for the Sooner team that, yes, Adrian Martinez has to let it rip if this offense wants to be successful. Storyline number two, Cole Manbeck, is another issue with the offense against Tulane. That was the lack of converting third and fourth downs, which went for a com- ugly combined three of 20. Well, look, Kansas State's now 15 of 52 on the year for 29% on third and fourth down conversions, which uh, is 118th in the country. And it's been an area of struggle for them. They struggled on it against Missouri and South Dakota as well, obviously, when you look at those numbers. And when you look specifically at the two-lane game, you know, so many third and fourth and short situations, Kansas State picking up seven and eight yards on sec first down and, and having a second and two or third and two, third and one, and, and not being able to convert that into first downs with what we're used to seeing from K-State football in the Chris Kleiman era and in Bill Snyder era. That's not typically a huge problem. I mean, they're usually going to man up, get the push and get that yard or two needed to get the first down, especially when they're in that second and short, third and short situation. So they're going to be much better on third and fourth down, not only from an execution standpoint, but some play calls as well. But I think it's largely just execution. Um, And, you know, that may be as well, Adrian Martinez having to be a little bit more of an aggressive runner as a quarterback. I think D.Y. and others have spotlighted that he's maybe been a little bit tentative running as well. And some of the things I didn't notice when I was at the game Saturday watching it live, but then on the rewatch and others have said it too, you know, him going out of bounds early. Um, multiple situations where he maybe could have picked up the first down or put his head down. And, you know, at at times you wanted him to avoid the hits earlier this year and avoid injury. But at this point, you know, he's going to have to probably play a little more physical in the running game too. Storyline number three, D.Y., is another quote I took from Chris Kleiman's press conference on Tuesday. And and it's it's ran through our mind, no doubt about it for everybody. And that is, you know, what – happens if Adrian Martinez does continue to struggle, continues not to throw the football down the field. 
Do you look to bench him? Do you look to make a change? Well, storyline number three, D.Y., is coming from Chris Kleiman when he said, quote, going to be the unquestioned number one right now when talking about Adrian Martinez. I think he has to be. I think that's I think it's the way to go. Hey, look for for a guy that seems to have a little bit of a mental block when it comes to pushing the ball downfield. That comes from confidence. You can't shake it even more by saying it's a quarterback controversy and that he's got to look by, behind his shoulder because his leash might be short. That's just the wrong way to approach it. So I, I, I like that statement from Chris Kleiman. I know maybe others don't because he struggled as much as he has, but you do have to put your full support behind the guy if you want him to be more confident and to play more confident. That's how that works at the end of the day. So that I mean that's the way I feel. And look, for them to beat Oklahoma, for them to still achieve the goals that they keep saying are still in front of them, that's kind of the motivation to kind of bounce back and, and be resilient from that loss to Tulane. All that happens is when you're high a ceiling, and that's with Adrian Martinez, a quarterback, playing to his potential. They don't have as high of a ceiling with anyone else uh, playing under center besides Martinez on the roster. So that's the way to go. It's the right approach by head coach Chris Kleiman. Well, Coach Kleiman also mentioned on Tuesday that he, along with offensive coordinator Colin Klein and Adrian Martinez, they had a lengthy conversation to talk about the issues with the offense. They had to let him know that we need to start seeing some chances down the field. Find those open receivers. Let it rip. That's going to build some confidence, and it's going to make the offense a lot better. And I'm sure it's been a a, a pretty crazy week, really, for Colin Klein. It's first adversity as a play caller and as an offensive coordinator, plus trying to break Adrian Martinez out of this mental funk about throwing the football down the field. Well, we did hear from Colin Klein on Thursday. We're going to hear a part of that right now with our coach interview this week. And it's brought to you by Becker Autos, Trailers, and Campers, wanting to pay less and still be treated the best. Shop Becker Autos, Trailers, and Campers Supercenter in Beloit. Over 10 acres of inventory. Hurry in for the 2022 model year clearance on new campers or shop 24-7 at BeccarAutos.com. You know, I think he's been cautious. I think he's been trying to take things, you know, as they come. He and I both have been kind of getting a feel for, uh, you know, each other, some of the things we're trying to do, you know, and and uh, I, I know and, and I know he would probably agree he hasn't played his best game yet by any stretch, but, uh, you know, I think we're just continuing to push through and, and uh, you know, keep working together. Did he swing too far to the cautious side and try to correct the face he's had? Uh, you know, I mean, I think uh, it's those 50-50 plays are hard because it's and even as a coach and I remember as a player, you know, it's how do you how do you walk that line of pulling the trigger when you need to, being cautious when you know uh, you know when you need to, and and uh, you know that's probably even as as much my fault as anything of of trying to just make sure that you know that he doesn't feel any pressure that way, and you know that's that's probably as much on me as anything you know, of, of trying to uh, let it be organic and, you know, to, totally on him. But uh, we're, again, we're working through it. I got 100% faith in him and, and you know, obviously we got to get better. Quarterback isn't the whole thing on offense. What else no. is kind of well, you know, it was uh, when it happened like it did. It's it's never just one thing. It's never just one person. It's never just one position group. And and unfortunately, you know, we kind of all took turns on some level and uh, in, in some facet of the ball game. I mean, got in some lost yardage plays for a, a plethora of reasons. And and again, are in third and eleven plus four times weren't able to stay on the field when we were able to sequence a, a third and long to a fourth and short we're not able to stay on the field there and you know and then we go you know for four on second or third and, and two to three you know and and so we just we have to find ways to stay on the field and and whether it's a 
call, a block, a read, throw, a catch. I mean, whatever it is, we, you know, we got to find a way to do it because, you know, we have to keep those drives going. We have to finish and score touchdowns in the red zone and, and uh, obviously, you know, be a lot better. What did you learn as a play caller watching so many third manageable fourth downs uh, get, get turned away? You know, I think it was, uh, shoot, it, it was a hard day on all of us. You know, I mean, I was, I think just staying the course and being patient, you know, because I think, you know, when things aren't going right, I think it's easy to get frustrated and out of rhythm and that can make things worse, you know. And so I think uh, just making sure that all of us, myself included, stay patient, stay focused and, and focused on those little things that, that good teams do and that you got to do in those critical situations to be successful. How do you establish your rhythm, especially going up against this Oklahoma defense? Uh, that's that's going to be our challenge. You know, and that's, that's what we got to do. And uh, they, they make that hard on purpose. I mean, there, you know, there's a reason he's one of the Coach Venables and, and what he's done for a long time is, is as good as is out there. Provide a lot of different fronts, a lot of different coverages to, to mix and match with those fronts and uh, pressures. And, and uh, you know, you can tell, uh, you know, they match his mindset and mentality by being aggressive and, and playing very, very high energy branded defense and tackle well and, and everything. So it's going to be a great challenge for us. Uh, the biggest thing is, again, we have to, uh, they're, they're going to make plays. Obviously, Obviously, they're, they're a very, very good defense. We have to get out of our own way and make sure that we're, we're doing what we need to do when we need to do it consistently. And uh, that's where that rhythm and confidence comes from. From a personnel standpoint, Oklahoma's got a lot of big, strong, physical guys on the defensive line, but then really fast guys on the outside and behind them. How do you attack that? Well, you know, it's, uh, you know, we have to, again, do those simple fundamental things very, very well. I mean, we can't, uh, we, we can't, we got to stay on blocks. Um, you know, we have to go through good reads and make quick decisions with the football. You can't hesitate because you hesitate, they're either going to get you up front or, or something's going to come, you know, uh, out of the corner and in, in, in the back end. So, you know, but again, uh, I got confidence in our guys and, and, you know, we got a lot of good players uh, as well and, and excited for the challenge. Given the level of exotics that Venables can throw at an offense coordinator, how much does that keep you on your toes? A lot. I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's been a it's it's been a good prep. I think it's it's already it has it has already made us better. It will make us better. You know, whenever you go through challenge and adversity, when when handled correctly, uh, makes you better. The task of Oklahoma not necessarily knowing what kind of base defense they wanted to play. It's kind of a different game. Obviously, the, when you say diverse, it's 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 been a little bit different each each and every game. You look at even going back to all of his his history at Clemson. I mean, they, they did a lot of different things, you know, for for a lot of years. So it's obviously they got all of it. Uh, I think we'll get a feel for how he's going to play us, you know, relatively early, and you know, have some things in place for to make sure that our guys are prepared and can play fast. And that was offensive coordinator Colin Klein back on Thursday with the K-State Media. We're going to take a break on Powercat Game Day, and when we come back, we go under further review. We get a breakdown of the Oklahoma offense and defense from Cole Manbeck. Derek Young going to hook us up as well with an injury update for the Cats. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Powercat Game Day. Kickoff is getting closer. Stay tuned. This is Powercat Game Day. Prairie Land Partners has 15 John Deere dealerships across the state of Kansas that are committed to delivering the right solution. And right now, Prairie Land Partners has openings for parts specialists, service technicians, sales representatives, and various management positions. If you're seeking a career with a leading agricultural company that offers competitive wages and great benefits, visit the careers page at prairielandpartners.com. Delivering the right solution. Prairie Land Partners. 
Many years ago, the young Romanov princess went missing. Now, a woman has appeared with no name and no past, but with the drive to discover her destiny. Her past is a mystery. Her future is an adventure. Anastasia, the Broadway musical. At McCain Auditorium, September 27th, sponsored by The Trust Company. We continue with Power Cat Game Day. Mitch Fortner, Cole Manbeck, and Derek Young. Still to come, meet the Wildcats with Deuce Vaughn. Our pick six, our six, six pick'ems for this Saturday night. Also, what to watch for and our predictions, our official predictions for this game between K-State and number six Oklahoma to open Big 12 play for both teams from Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. According to Las Vegas, the Cats a 12.5 point underdog. Derek Young, we now turn to you with our injury update on the week, and we know that we are looking for an update in this last press conference on Nate Matlack, who left the two-lane game with an ankle injury. Yeah, he's a game-time decision. So as of now, I couldn't really tell you if he was going to play or not. It sounds like he's a truly questionable and one that's probably 50-50 up until kickoff, uh, and he's dealing with a lower leg injury that he injured against Tulane, and he missed the rest of that game. So, But I think that's the only one that they're really dealing with. Will Honus, I still doubt he comes back. He wasn't listed on the depth chart or anything like that, and we heard no new news on him, and we all know that Sean Robinson has been uh, – he's left the team for personal reasons. So th- I think that those are the three to cover. I don't think there's anyone else on the list. And with that, we now turn our attention to the Oklahoma Sooners once again. It is a tall task for the Cats visiting Norman tonight against number six, Oklahoma. Cole Manbeck will have the breakdown here for us. And we'll start, Cole, with the Oklahoma offense against the K-State defense. You know, it feels like this is going to be the really the true battle that will tell us if K-State can stick around with the Sooners in case, you know, that K-State offense struggles. Well, it's, an inter- it's a really interesting matchup to watch because you got a Kansas State defense that's played lights out, that's top 15 in the country in points per drive allowed through three games, Mitch. And then you got an Oklahoma offense that's fourth in the country, averaging 4.4 points per drive and has put up dynamic numbers across the board and really balanced attack over around 800 yards passing so far in the season and a little more than 700 yards on the ground and averaging over five yards per carry. So it's really balanced led by Dylan Gabriel, the quarterback. He's in his fourth year of playing college football and really has put up impressive numbers throughout his career. He transferred in from Central Florida and now, you know, has really just played around three seasons worth of games and has thrown for nearly 9,000 yards and an astonishing 77 touchdowns to 14 interceptions in his career. Yeah, he's a lefty. Uh, he likes to sail the ball deep. He'll, he'll air it out. You know, he's got a little bit of capability to be mobile as well. He, he ran for a 60-yard touchdown against Nebraska last weekend and yeah, Jeff Levy, offensive coordinator, really Brent Venable's most important hire that he made, hired him from Ole Miss, where he ran a really effective offense, one of the faster paces in the country. Uh, and I think that's that's going to be one of the really big keys in this game. Because if you look at Levy's history at Central Florida in 2019, he was actually Gabriel's quarterback coach and offensive coordinator there as a freshman when Gabriel started there. Um, but when you look at UCF, when Levy was a first-year offensive coordinator there in 19. They averaged 79 plays per game, ranking six in the country. And at Ole Miss, each of the last two years where Levy was the OC, they averaged over 80 plays per game, ranking fourth in the country each of those two seasons in plays per game. And so the thing that you have to be concerned about for Kansas State 
is the offense putting this defense back on the field too many times in bad situations in the heat in Oklahoma. It's going to be a hot day, even though the game's at night and the defense just getting worn out because they haven't played a pace like Oklahoma's this year. And like they got, they got playmakers, you know, Marvin Mims at wide receiver. He's dynamic. He's averaging over 22 yards per catch dating back to the start of last season in 2021, over a thousand yards in that time, 22 yards a catch over that stretch on 46 receptions. Eric Gray transferred to Oklahoma from Tennessee two years ago. He's really taken the leadership role in the running back room and averaging almost eight yards per carry and rushed for nearly 300 yards on the season. You know, if there's one weakness that you look at, it is their pass protection. And they don't have a lot behind Gabriel in the quarterback room. Um, so, you know, they've given up a sack rate of 8%, which is 102nd out of 131 FBS teams on the year they, they put he's been put on the ground more than they would like and gabriel broke his collarbone last year in the second or third game of the year trying to make a tackle after an interception so you know they do not want to see him taking many hits and we obviously know k-state's got a dynamic pass rush all right let's flip it over to the oklahoma defense against the k-state offense when i was looking at oklahoma there's a lot of things like when it comes to oklahoma in the box that did scare me but you know what according you know with adrian martinez even though he's been skittish about throwing the football down the field. This is a place he did play last year, and he almost threw for 300 yards. Well, he's not going to be intimidated by this atmosphere or anything. Yeah, he was effective in that game, and, and Nebraska almost won that game. They lost 23-16 to in Norman. as I think they were 16 or 17-point underdogs, and were right there at the end with an opportunity to tie it. Uh, so he's not going to be intimidated. He, he started 42 games in his college football career. It's his fifth year starting at quarterback in the college football atmosphere he's seen a lot of places like this uh it's just can he get back to being like the adrian martinez that you saw at nebraska that would take risks and try to make some dynamic plays in the passing game and throw the ball downfield and stretch the defense to free things up for deuce vaughn so that oklahoma's defense has to honor that downfield passing attack and just can't load the box that's going to be the ultimate question in this game if they can just make enough plays downfield that oklahoma has to play some honest defense in the secondary and can't load up to stop Deuce on the Kansas State running game. Because this is an Oklahoma defense that, you know, I, I didn't expect them to take such a significant leap forward right away with Brent Venables. It's not surprising that they're much better given Venables' defensive background and leading one of the best defenses in the country for a decade plus at Clemson. You know, we know he's an extremely bright defensive guy, uh, but they have been extremely good through three games on that side of the football. They're seventh in the country, giving up 0.72 points per drive. And they lead the country with 32 tackles for loss, number five nationally with 4.3 sacks per game, 11th in the country in yards per play allowed, 16th, giving up just 2.8 yards per carry and 22nd in pass efficiency defense. So there's not a lot of holes to that defense right now. The one caveat I will say to everything that I just told you about the offense and defense is that it's all relative to the opponents that they have played so far. And it's been Kent State, UTEP, and then a Nebraska team that fired their coach, albeit I was surprised how much they dominated Nebraska and Lincoln. Thought that'd be closer, but they have not played a tough schedule. This is really the first time that they're going to be tested, especially against a Kansas State defense that's been really good across the board. That's Cole Manbank with the breakdown of the Oklahoma offense and defense. Before we get to under further review, I want to take this time to shout out our affiliates across the state of Kansas listening currently to PowerCat Game Day, 100.3 The Ride, Colby and Goodland. Also, Hayes and Great Ben listening to Old School 107.9 and also Super Hits K95, Dodge City and Garden City. 
Under Further Review is brought to you by Midwest Dream Car Collection. See over 100 years of automotive history, from classic to exotic supercars. Plan your visit at MidwestDreamCarCollection.org. It's time to go Under Further Review. And there were some things going on in sports today that will make your brain fall out of your skull. And the winner of the Heisman Trophy. I think you can build an offense around a guy who throws like Edward Scissorhands. We're going to play a hell of a lot of defense. You blew it. Under further review. First question, let's start with Mr. Derek Young. So we've been talking, of course, a ton about Adrian Martinez, but entering this game, out of his 41 completions, just two have been for over 20 yards. So the first question, D.Y., 9 a.m. completions over 20 yards against Oklahoma. Over, under is two and a half. What do you think? Under. I think it'll be two. Uh, so just a hair under. I think they'll have to throw the ball more, and he'll probably hover around 200 yards today just because of the flow of the game. It'll probably be a competitive game, and Oklahoma will be forcing them to throw it. But over 20, having three of them over 20, that's more than he has all year. I can't do that. Well, I was going to say, what what does he have, Mitch? Two two passes over twenty yards completed. That's correct. I, yeah. Oh uh, boy. Uh, I'm going to take the positive. Positive me is going to return, and the only reason I'm taking the over because if Kansas State's going to win this game, they're going to need three plus passes of, of twenty or more yards to stretch out that defense. So I'm going to be optimistic and take that over. And a large part of that is because the conversations the staff had with him this week. You know, they, he knows he's going to have to air the ball out more and take more chances. So I think there's going to be a point of emphasis to do so. I'm going to take the over. Yeah, fingers crossed. I'm going to take the over. I'll break it down actually for you right now. So 41 completions. Two have been over 20 yards. Four have been from 11 to 20 yards. 35 of the completions, 10 yards or less. Our second question so Nebraska is looking for a new head coach. We've seen three names that are kind of the front runners now for the job. I'm going to take one of them out. Would you rather see Lance Leipold or Matt Campbell take the Nebraska job? We'll start with Cole. Yeah, from a, if I'm a Kansas State fan, my perspective is I want Lance Leipold out of the Big 12 right now. It's uh, not a great feeling to see the energy and the confidence that's building in Lawrence so quickly in just year two. Now it's all relative again to the schedule they played and probably looks a little better on paper than the opponents they've actually played. But I think Lance Leipold's a really good coach. And just because there's so many limited resources in the state of Kansas for talent, and you haven't had to necessarily compete for KU with KU for talent over the years, uh, you don't want them becoming an attractive option for that in-state talent. So I would rather get Leipold out of this league. I pick Leipold for the same reason, so I won't get too much into it. Plus, I think we've already seen the peak of Matt Campbell at Iowa State. I mean, isn't KU just moments away from jumping to the Big Ten? I mean, with this attractive football team now, they're a shoe-in for the Big <laughs> Ten at some point, so why not Matt Campbell? No, I realistically, I, I hate to say it, but I'm jealous of that offense. I really am. So, yeah, let, let, you know, Lance Leipold, hey, buddy, if you're listening, you're no la- longer lackluster, Lance. Uh, I, I think you'd be a great choice for that Nebraska job. And finally, <laughs> so... I think I think DY is going to really like this question. So Ted Lasso and AFC Richmond from the show Ted Lasso will be playable in FIFA 23. So the question is DY, which fictional team, and this could be in any sport, would you like to play as in a video game? Huh. <laughs> that is a good question. I, I, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. My favorite sports movie is Major League. So for some reason, I instantly thought of that Cleveland Indians team and 
you know, you get to be uh, Willie Mays Hayes and all those kind of guys. You know, that's that's where I struggled with it, Mitch, because technically, like the Cleveland Indians, right? They're they're yeah. a real team, uh, and you said fictional team. It's I a really fictional struggled. team. Yeah. So okay. So then that works because I I struggled with a DY. I probably would have picked something similar. I was trying to think like. Uh, even the Mighty Ducks, but then I'm like, well, that's a real NHL team, the Mighty Ducks movie. Then I started thinking the Flint Tropics. I might pick that one. I give you the movie. No, 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 the Tropics are mine, D.Y. I, I thought of that like 10 minutes ago. So uh, I'm taking the Flint Tropics. I'm going to have Will Ferrell playing uh, at the post. Have you guys ever seen the movie Slapshot? No, but I just thought another one. I'll be the Washington Sentinels from The Replacements. <laughs> <laughs> See, so Slapshot was a hockey movie from the late 70s, and uh, it was just about this like small New England town team called the Chiefs, but they had these three brothers called the, uh, I think the Hanson brothers, and they would just beat the crap out of all the teams they played. And they would get tossed out of games. They were just these reckless triplets that just 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 raised hell all game long. So I think that, and I also think it'd make the NHL games a lot better. Those are some tough games to play. I think that would add some spark for a person that's not really a uh, a hockey fan to begin with. But that's under further review. When we come back, we're gonna make our picks. And with the seven o'clock kickoff, there's not a whole lot of attractive games, but there are some tricky ones on the docket this week for pick six. Meet the Wildcats with Deuce Vaughn is up next on Powercat Game Day, brought to you by Prairie Land Partners, your local John Deere headquarters for sales, parts, and service with 15 locations throughout Kansas. Online at prairielandpartners.com. Powercat Game Day continues in a moment. The game is just the beginning. Get post-game video highlights and exclusive analysis online at PowerCatGameDay.com. Football season is here, and we know some of you have been waiting all year for it. Make sure your first stop before the game is your Manhattan Hy-Vee, your tailgating headquarters. While you're picking up everything you need for the perfect tailgate, be sure to stop by their new sports shop to pick up all your K-State gear. And if you don't have time to shop the aisles in person, be sure to shop online. The new drive through pickup line makes shopping easier than it's ever been. Head to your Manhattan Hy-Vee to get everything you need for the perfect tailgate this season at Hy-Vee, where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. The clock is ticking and time is running out. At Bigger Autos and Trailers Camper Supercenter, we are selling and moving 2022 RVs so fast we want you to know the time is running out. The 2022 model year RVs at Bigger Autos Trailers Camper Supercenter will not last long. And when they're gone, they're gone. They are gone. Prices will never be this good again, so time is running out. Right now is the best camping weather of the year. And right now is the time to purchase a new or like new RV from Becker Autos Trailers Camper Supercenter in Beloit. Don't delay. Go to BeckerAutos.com. That's BeckerAutos.com. Getting closer to network coverage, K-State at Oklahoma kicking off at 7 o'clock. It is that time of Powercat game day for Meet the Wildcats, where we get to know a K-State football player on another level, just a little bit more than we previously knew about that particular student athlete. This one is a very special one to me. He is somebody that has had great success individually against the Oklahoma Sooners, and he is hashtag my boy. We all want to know. Wait a minute. Who are you? Who are you? You know who I am. Oh, listen, there's one other thing I wanted to ask you about. Meet the Wildcats. 
Let's start out with your favorite athlete growing up. Barry Sanders, without a doubt. Do you have a dating red flag? I got to check out the social media. The social media has some red flags, and that, that, that's going to be something I take into account. Is there anything you're afraid of? Uh, I'm afraid of the ocean. Can't stand the ocean. Can't see anything below me. Uh, I'm a great swimmer, but I mean, just too immense for me. It's just way too immense. Is there a worry about maybe you just get swept off to sea and you won't come back? It's more of the things that are in the sea. I only know 5% of everything that's in there. It unsettles me. Favorite sports movie? Remember the Titans. I don't know if you have much time to cook, but uh, if you were wanting to impress somebody with your best dish, what would that be? I'm going to bring out some salmon. That's one thing my mom always cooked, and she taught me how to, so I'm going to bring out the salmon. Meet the Wildcats with Deuce Vaughn. All right, everybody's a gamer these days, right? So what game are you the best at on this team? Madden or 2K. Do you have a rival on this team? I do, actually. TJ Smith, uh, he's my roommate. We play 2K anytime we get to, and we, we split the series. You know, I got a couple I got a couple up on them. No, I'm not going to lie to you. All right, I'm between TV shows. I need a new show to watch. Binge watch. What do you got for me? The Ozarks. By far, probably my favorite in the past year that I've watched. Do you have a go-to karaoke song? Probably like Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. Easy to remember. I mean, I listen to it growing up all the time, so I can definitely get, I can definitely bang it out. Growing up, when did you know from your parents that you might be in a little bit of trouble? My first time I got into a little bit of trouble was actually playing my first football game. Uh, I played flag football, and uh, we lost the game, and I didn't want to shake the other team's hand. Uh, you, you get in line to go in through. My mom snatched me up real quick, and she was like, your attitude will never be like that ever again, or you won't play football or any sport ever again. And let's say I, we never had any type of hesitation with me being uh, a sportsman uh, like player at all. All right, last one. Super Bowl champion this year. Who are you going to go with? I'm a Cowboys fan, but uh, I'm going to go against my uh, my own wishes. Let's see, who looks really good? I got to go with the Chiefs. I have to. They look, they look way too good. Patrick Mahomes looked like a superstar that he is, so I got to go with the Chiefs. Yeah, I think that's a safe pick. Deuce Vaughn, thank you. Thank you. Big thank you to hashtag my boy Deuce Vaughn for his time and meet the Wildcats. Now it's time for pick six. We make our predictions for this Saturday's matchups. And well, this is a kickoff for seven o'clock for the Cats. So we don't get to cover too many exciting ball games, but there's a couple of tricky ones in there. But first, a recap of the standings. Big week for DY last week. He's he went five and one. I had a terrible week. One and five, and Cole went two and four. So here are your standings. In first place alone is Derek Young at nine and ten. Cole and I are tied for second place at a uh, a worrisome five and fourteen. But there's still plenty of time to make up some ground, including this week. So let's get to the picks. Our first matchup, we'll start with Derek Young, the defending champion of pick six. It is our only top 25 matchup in SEC play. Number 10, Arkansas, is visiting number 23, Texas A&M. The Aggies in Arlington, I should say, is a one-and-a-half point favorite. I like Texas A&M. I know Arkansas has played better throughout the season in the early going so far, but I do think Texas A&M, when it's all said and done, is the better team and the better roster. Yeah, I know Texas A&M's had some quarterback issues. They went in Max Johnson last week, but I think their defense is good enough coming off a win against Miami, which is ranked 13th in the country. I just think they're the better team. And look, Arkansas struggled against Missouri State heavily down 10 with about 10 minutes left in that game last Saturday. So I'm going to take A&M in this game. I think they're the more talented team. Yeah, this one's a tad tricky for me because, you know, yes, the Aggies did make a change at quarterback with Max Johnson, but, you know, I think the offense needs to show me a little bit more. Arkansas, Cole mentioned it about the Missouri State game, but going with my hunch, being with Texas A&M, being at home on this one, I'm going to go Aggies to win this ball game. All right, next in Big Ten play, look out for this matchup. Iowa going to 
Piscataway, New Jersey, to take on Rutgers. Six o'clock FS1, Cole, the Hawkeyes, seven and a half point favorite. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers with that. I mean, you give me a touchdown plus anytime against Iowa against another Power Five school, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take it with the way that offense looks. I think most of Iowa's wins this year will probably be pretty narrow when they're not playing Nevada. Rutgers being the home dog, I'm with Cole. I like Rutgers. Yeah, I mean, Rutgers right now has done an excellent job against the Rush. They've been playing low-scoring games just like Iowa, so expect a low-scoring one as well. Uh, and that favors Rutgers on that betting line. So Rutgers plus 7.5, absolutely. All right, next, I call this on Twitter the garbage game of the week. Vanderbilt at number 2, Alabama. And I picked this one out because it's such a huge advantage for Alabama. 40-and-a-half-point favorite, 6 o'clock on the SEC Network. I'll give the uh, I'll give first dibs here to D.Y. I'll say Alabama just because I'm not sure Vanderbilt scores. I'm going to take Vanderbilt, actually. I think they're a little bit better this year uh, under the first-year coach, Clark Leah. But, you know, I typically part of the reason is when Nick Saban – takes his foot off the gas a little bit late in these games, takes his starters out. He's not notorious for just trying to destroy some of these types of programs. I think they'll win big, but I think Vanderbilt hangs within the 40. Nick Saban has said in public that uh, he's not happy by his production of the offense. They are not playing great football right now, not playing their best football. Vanderbilt, yeah, not too bad. They've got three wins already. I'll give uh, I'll give the nod here to the Commodores. Vanderbilt uh, loses by 38 instead of 40 or 41 points. All right, next, I, boy, uh, Miami, Ohio at Northwestern. Uh, boy, what, what a resume that Nebraska put together, losing to Northwestern, who's a seven-point favorite at home against Miami, Ohio. Cole, this is a 6-30 game on the Big Ten Network. Well, you guys know how big of a Maction fan I am. I'm going to have to ride with my boys from the MAC and take Miami of Ohio uh, in this game. I got Northwestern. They looked pretty bad last week against Southern Illinois. I think they lost the game, right? I think the, I think they bounced back and beat Miami Ohio by more than a touchdown. Cole, I knew, you may not know this, but I'm a big Maction guy as well. Give me Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night Maction. I'll take it any day of the week. Hell, Monday. Why not? Let's get it started. Uh, give me the fighting Ben Roethlisberger's to, uh, to lose this game maybe by four points. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. What do we have next? Uh, oh, boy. Okay, so ACC Network, and it's going to be Boston College at Florida State. Uh, Cole, uh, Seminoles favored by 17 and a half. Well, it, the good news for Kansas State fans, if you're competitive against Oklahoma, is there's going to be a lot of eyes on your game looking at this slate of <laughs> games Kansas State's going up against in the night night hours. But, uh, oh, I don't know. I guess, hell, I'll take Boston College. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got Boston College because they play a little bit of defense under Jeff Halfley. 17 half's pretty big. Like Florida State's undefeated, but they're not like beating the doors off of anyone. 17 half seems like a bit of a stretch. And and they suffered major injuries last week. They lost their start yeah. end to an injury. I don't know if he'll be back. And then uh, Jalen Travis, their quarterback, uh, I think sprained his ankle. I don't know if he'll play. Yeah, when I did my research, I read that and something about Florida State. Supposed to be really good in the running game against this uh, Boston College team. I don't know. BC, let let me take the points, plus 17.5. And, and finally, we have number 7, USC at Oregon State. This might actually be a really good game. We'll see what happens. The Trojans favored by 6.5 on the road in Corvallis, 8.30 on the Pac-12 Network. Let's uh, We'll start with D.Y. You know what? I want to go Oregon State. They're pretty good. They're the home dog. Jonathan Smith's a heck of a football coach. 
and we're still in year one under Lincoln Riley. I envision some bumps in the road at some point. Maybe this is one of them. I think USC wins, but I could see it being by, by about a field goal. Have you guys seen Oregon State Stadium under construction this year? Only one side of the stadium <laughs> it has uh, fans in attendance right now for this season. It's, it's a very interesting watch to see that, watch it on TV. And I agree with D.Y. that I think Jonathan Smith's a heck of a coach, and I respect the way Oregon State's playing. But USC has been impressive so far and a lot of the sharp money was on fresno state at usc last week and it was like a 12 12 and a half point spread and, and usc blew them out i think by 28 uh, they're just playing really well right now i think they just have too much firepower i'll take the trojans to cover so if you were to put this matchup on a marquee called it a prize fight type of matchup what that marquee would read is oregon state's offense versus usc's Defense. Oregon State putting up 68 against Montana State, and uh, and they're one of the best in the nation in yards per completion. But meanwhile, USC is is turning over offenses. They're having one of their best runs to start a season, turning over the football since 2004. And we all know that was a really good football team. But when you give me a marquee like that, I am typically going to take the defense. I'm a big defensive guy. They win championships. So give me USC to win this ball game. I'll take minus six and a half. And that's our pick six for the week. Again, the Cats are on the road, so we're not picking good for Wildcat first downs, which is good because we all stink at that. That'll help out our standings, hopefully, except for D.Y., who got his over-under correct last week against Tulane. All right, when we come back on PowerCat Game Day, we're going to wrap things up. And when we return, what to watch for in our official predictions between K-State, number six, Oklahoma, Gaylord Family, Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. We wrap PowerCat Game Day up next. Miss the show? Head over to PowerCatGameDay.com to stream and listen anytime. This is PowerCat Game Day. The doctors at Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center have been the K-State Wildcats, trusted team physicians for almost 40 years. The skilled and professional staff at OSMC are available for all of your orthopedic needs. Located at 1600 Charles Place, we offer complete orthopedic care from diagnosis, surgery, physical therapy, fall prevention, and return activity to get you back to your active lifestyle. Visit us online at kansasortho.com. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center, the greatest comebacks begin here. It's the annual Autumn Mattress Savings Event at Beds for Less, 519 Fort Riley Boulevard. Twin mattresses starting at $99. Queen mattresses just $199. Beds for Less is your Beautyrest Black and Serta Arctic headquarters. Free statewide delivery included with these luxury mattress lines. For a limited time, receive a $200 Amazon gift card with the purchase of any Beautyrest Black or Arctic mattress. Take your mattresses home today with no money down and no credit needed. Same day statewide delivery available. Hurry to Beds for Less, 519 Fort Riley Boulevard in Manhattan. Powercat Game Day's What to Watch For. For the final time tonight, welcome back to Powercat Game Day. Mitch Fortner with from the Three Mall Podcast, Cole Manbeck and Derek Young. Cole, of course, former beat writer for the Manhattan Mercury. And Derek Young is with K-State Online, now a part of On3. Powercat Game Day is brought to you by Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center. Don't get stuck on the bench from sports injury. Get back in the game with the same doctors trusted by Kansas State University online at kansasortho.com. And with that, let's get to what to watch for. That is brought to you by Spirits of 76 Liquor Store. Come get some of the good stuff and raise a glass with your friends. Spirits of 76 Liquor Superstore on Highway 24 in Wamego. I'll be stopping by there after Powercat Game Day to go 
pick up my drinks and get ready to watch this matchup that's going to be televised on Fox. But of course, right here where you're listening to Powercat Game Day, you'll be able to hear the action from Wyatt Thompson and Stan Weber, also Matt Walters, kicking off just a few minutes after 7 o'clock. All right, let's get to what to watch for. We will start with Derek Young. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep it simple and just go with what I did last week because I continue to be impressed by the play of Felix Andy Yazama. I thought this year for sure he would attract a lot more attention and it could hurt his production, the actual statistics uh, for his campaign and probably his final campaign in Manhattan. He surely hasn't done that. He's had a sack in every game, I believe, so those numbers have not taken a hit. In fact, you know, at the end of the day, he might have a chance to eclipse what he pr- produced last year, which is pretty surprising. And on the flip side, Oklahoma is actually the, the one flaw that they've had this year on either side of the ball has probably been protecting the quarterback. Cole alluded to it earlier, but they're 102nd in sack rate given up this year, which is a pretty uh, putrid number for the Sooners. And it's also not flattering for them because we know how, know, all know how Dylan Gabriel can kind of be fragile and, and they need to protect him at all costs. So a little bit of havoc caused by either Felix Andy Yazama or Khalid Duke, Brendan Mott, and Nate Matlack, even if he plays. That would be big for the Wildcats in this one. Yeah, I would agree with that, D.Y. You mentioned the sack rate allowed, and, and they don't have a lot behind Dylan Gabriel that's really proven at the quarterback position. Now, not a lot of teams do, but especially at Oklahoma, you know, he's really 1A and 1B for their option at quarterback. They got to keep him healthy. And yeah, that's where it's going to become really critical that Nate Matlack could potentially play. And if he doesn't, you know, and can't be effective in this game, even if he does play, you know, to play opposite of Felix, it will be interesting to see if they bring Khalid Duke more off the edge and put him in more of that natural pass rush situation and not have him drop back into coverage. The only issue is they're not all that deep at his linebacker spot, given Sean Robinson's departure from the team and the fact he didn't play this year. But uh, it'll be interesting to watch what they do there. Yeah, a game like this, we've talked about the offense struggling and you know they're going to need some help and the thing i look to is k-state special teams now the wildcats were solid on special teams the first two games but they were really neutralized by Tulane, and that's something we didn't talk about earlier on this show or talked about this week but kansas state always needs to win special teams at a program like k-state that's important and Tulane found a way to actually win that battle they neutralized k-state's return game i don't even know if i can't recall if k-state had a punt return or a kick return in that game. I don't believe they did. Everything was either fair caught or let go or a touchback. Um, so they neutralized that component of the game. And then they Kansas State struggled a bit in the punting game. And Tulane got some favorable field position a couple times with that wind that was blowing. So the Wildcats are going to have to be big in the return game. In this one, I think they're going to make a big special teams play. They're going to get back on track, um, whether it's a return touchdown, whether it's something setting them up in very favorable field position, a block kick, so what be it. I think Kansas State will make a big play, which will help them um, to stay competitive in this game. All right, my what to watch for, I'm going to bring him up again. He was featured in the last segment. That is hashtag my boy, Deuce Vaughn. I think Deuce is angry. I really do. He's been telling his teammates at practice. He's been asking him, I know what my role is. What is your role? I think he's challenging this offense against Oklahoma today. He's upset. He wants to get this victory. Plus, Deuce Vaughn, first of all, shout out because uh, he gave me somewhat of a shout out on Tuesday because when he went in the locker room with cramps, he said, the only way I was keeping up with the game is because of the announcements. Well, hashtag my boy, that was me. It was a pleasure to fill you in on what was going on with the Cats. I know it wasn't pretty, but Deuce Vaughn has been awesome. In the passing game, 
against Oklahoma in 2020, four catches, a buck 29 in 2021. Last year, 10 catches, 104 yards, and a touchdown. I think he is crucial to helping Adrian Martinez get his spirit back, get his confidence back in the passing game. Deuce Vaughn, get him downfield. Hopefully he can make some plays and help out this K-State offense, try to stick around, and hopefully upset the Oklahoma Sooners, the number six team in the country. But Deuce Vaughn has to be a huge part to make that happen. All right, it is prediction time. What are our thoughts? What are our predictions on the final score for this contest? We'll start with Derek Young. Yeah, people are going to like what I have to say. I just think that you know we're trying to get Adrian Martinez to really cut it loose and be aggressive and, and push the ball downfield the way Oklahoma plays. I think that could be a recipe for potential turnovers, really, because the first time he uncorks it, he's probably facing one of the better teams in, in the Big 12. Perhaps the best defense they've played all year probably is the best defense they've played all year, by far the most talented one. I just don't like how that sounds to me defensively. Uh, they're probably going to be put in more tougher positions and facing you know, a faster faster offense, and that's going to be less advantageous for them as well. I got Oklahoma 35, Kansas State 13. Mitch, you, you mentioned Deuce Vaughn being angry. Look, everybody in that locker room should be angry when they watch the film and come out in this game. Primetime kick, Big 12 opener, chance to knock off a perennial power in the number six team in the country. Kansas State should be emotionally and fired up for this game. And I think they do come out angry and play with some passion, especially when they were embarrassed watching that film probably over the weekend and early this week against Tulane. I think they come out and play inspired. I think they're competitive in this game. And look, they have nothing to lose. Nobody expects K-State to win. And there's a chance Oklahoma may be overlooking K-State a little bit early on in this game coming off the two-lane loss. I think Kansas State cuts it loose. Uh, I think Adrian Martinez plays a little more freely in this game. And so I'd like him to be competitive. Ultimately, OU, too much firepower. I'll take the Sooners, 34, K-State, 24. Yeah, it's, just, it's absolutely necessary. It's going to have to happen. Adrian has to loosen up, get the ball downfield. Uh, will there be a complete turnaround for this offense? I don't think so. We'll clearly see, I think, a couple of issues still linger. It won't be a perfect turnaround. That's, that's going to take a couple of weeks to, to correct those kind of things. But uh, I, I still think we see an improved offense. I really do. Uh, defensively, it's what's going to keep K-State around in this ballgame. But I do have Oklahoma winning by a couple of scores. My prediction is Oklahoma 31 and K-State 17. That's going to do it for PowerCat Game Day. A big thank you to Cole Manbeck and Derek Young for another great show as we previewed K-State and Oklahoma kicking off at 7 o'clock. Your network coverage begins in four minutes. For Cole Manbeck and Derek Young, I'm Mitch Fortner. Thank you for listening to PowerCat Game Day. PowerCat Game Day is brought to you by Prairie Land Partners, your local John Deere headquarters for sales, parts, and service with 15 locations throughout Kansas. Online at prairielandpartners.com. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center. Don't get stuck on the bench with a sports injury. Get back in the game with the same doctors trusted by Kansas State University. Online at kansasortho.com. The McCain Performance Series. Bringing the best to the Flint Hills in Broadway, music, theater, family shows, and comedy. Kids under 17 always have price. Get your tickets online today. And Beds for Less. Manhattan's leader and low-price, high-quality mattresses, offering the largest selection of in-stock name-brand mattresses. Stay tuned, Wildcat fans. K-State Football Network coverage is coming up next. 
Vanderbilt's has the guaranteed lowest prices on over 10,000 boots and shoes in stock. You're sure to find the boots you need for the job you do. Vanderbilt's carries all the major brands like Ariat, Twisted X, Timberland, Wolverine, and many more. We even stock Hey Dudes. And don't forget to grab some jeans while you're here. Vanderbilt's carries thousands of pairs of jeans in stock every day. So stop in today for the best prices, service, and selection. We're conveniently located in downtown Lamigo. You work boots and Bourbon, the one true American spirit. And while every month is a celebration of fine whiskey at Spirits of 76, this month we celebrate Bourbon Heritage Month. Raising tribute to the water of life and the drink of our forefathers with bourbon sales, bourbon tastings, and special bourbon bottles on the shelves. So come get the lubricant of true American conversation and make sure your bourbon is some of the good stuff. At Spirits of 76, celebrate Bourbon Heritage Month at Spirits of 76 Liquor Superstore in Wamigo.